everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. For those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org. We are here, our podcast with our friend from Cleveland and our science a little something extra with Nesty, Gianni, and Sadiji. And most of all, my brother Franco. And most of all. Wow. Touched. You should be so touched. Franco, Johnny, and now. That's right. So we are here at a little something extra with our friends from the Cleveland Playhouse. The Cleveland Playhouse was number 28 in the Gigi story. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So as we celebrate our 20. I know they are. No. You, know, you know what they are? Yes. Yes. What? 28 in the Gigi's Playhouse. Yes. Number one in Gigi's heart. That's right. <laughs> we are so sappy over here. So, yes, as we celebrate our 20-year anniversary, we want to talk to all the playhouses and all the people that are making this happen. So, today, we are joined by Liz, Liz and, and Missy, Missy from our Cleveland location, number 28 of 57. So, we are so excited to have you guys. And I want to talk to each each one of you. So, first, we'll say Hello. Hello. Hi, friends. Looking good, as always. Oh, my gosh. And you know what's really crazy is, Missy, you are actually from our Chicago location, which was number three or four. Four? Three? I think they were number three. Three or four. Yeah. I was trying to say the same. Oh, my gosh. We opened very closely together with Chicago. Mm -hmm. There was Chicago and another location opened very close together. Right after. Yeah, yeah. I think that was McHenry opened right afterwards. Mm -hmm. I think it was McHenry, yes. Oh, my gosh. So this is what we want to hear. First of all, I heard you guys already had an exciting morning. What went on this morning? (laughs) Yeah, so super exciting. Cox Communications has a tech boost grant that they provide every year to to several uh, nonprofits in Northeast US from all the different states that they cover and take care of. And um, we've received, it's actually our second time receiving it. Um, (laughs) We are so thankful that we can have $10,000 to go towards updating our technology, (gasps) getting that portable smart board, um, updating our iPads, everything that we have, as you know, (laughs) to help um, with independency and to help, um, you know, our purposeful programs and to, you know, Keep advancing our mission. So awesome. Now, who gave it to you? Uh, Cox Communications. Cox Communications. Yeah. So, Shout out to, to Cox Communications. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had Mayor Megan George here, and we also had Senator Nikki Antonio oh. um, join us as well, too, along with some of our families and one of our ambassadors. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is it's so beyond cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great morning. And now you get to hang with us for a little while. Woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for Liz. Oh, you have a question for Liz. Okay, go ahead, Jeech. Mm-hmm. Kick us off then. Hey, Liz. Um, I'm still um, I'm still waiting for my care package. Oh, Bill. my gosh. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? You deserve the biggest care package ever, Jeech. And it may just be me jumping out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. All right, so I want to start out by first... With Missy, since your story goes all the way back to 2005, what went to the Chicago location before you moved to Cleveland and became a part of that playhouse. So tell us your Gigi's Playhouse journey. Well, the journey starts in Chicago. Maggie was born in Chicago, January of 2006. Wow. And we, Maggie was about nine months old when we finally made our way from Chicago to Hoffman Estates. I remember and, that. You know, 45 minute drive, worth every moment. I'm in Chicago traffic, sometimes longer. <laughs> I'm pulling in to that parking lot. I will never forget. I'll never forget what it felt like to see the words Down syndrome on a lit, a lit sign. In, in celebration. It, it was such a celebration of of Maggie, of my daughter, and Uh of what was going to become Mm -hmm. of the future for her. And walking in the playhouse, I mean, 
we didn't hold Maggie for the entire two hours we were there. We were, it was open play. And I'll never forget, Gigi was there rolling the roost. She was probably two. Yep. You know, Maggie's 18 now. And so, Gigi, you have a few years on Maggie. Oh. And you were showing us what was to come. And you oh. were walking and talking mm -hmm. and interacting with the other peers and the other kids with Down syndrome. And it was amazing. I, I just had such a feel of hopefulness oh. leaving there, knowing we had a place to go. And we had parents to talk to that understood what we were going through and not feeling alone anymore and more isolated. Um, we could celebrate Maggie, finally. Finally, we got to celebrate Maggie. The congratulations around the room were just um, overwhelming and overpowering. And um, from that day forward, I just knew everything was going to be okay. And, so um, awesome. you know, we came out there weekly and, you know, open play was our favorite, of course. And uh, seeing Gigi progress, you know, was always a big highlight and because um, we could see where Maggie was going to go. Oh. And uh, we just love that about the Playhouse. And one day, Heidi Aldama decided uh, she wanted to open a Playhouse in Chicago and started talking to you about it, Nancy. And um, she invited me to help. And I said, sure, <laughs> having no idea what I was in for. <laughs> It's one no, thing I going to a playhouse. It's another thing opening your own playhouse. Oh, yes. yes. And back then, I mean, that was um, 2008, yeah. I think. Yeah. Around 2008. And there wasn't really a playbook out yet nope. on how to open a playhouse. Not at all. It was picking Nancy's brain. Yes. And <laughs> so true. <laughs> hoping for the best. Yes. And um, so we did that. And we... We kind of flew by the seat of our pants and we did fundraisers and um, I'll never forget the taste of Gigi's. We yes. had live band karaoke. Yep, I and remember that. <laughs> Aaron remember Barr that? had to sing, I'm too sexy for my shirt. I'm too sexy for... <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. So it was fun. A blast. We had an auction so that if, if you, you could pay someone to sing, and the donation would go to Gigi's. And that person though could then cool. turn about and say, well, I'll pay more money to not have to sing. Yes. And someone actually paid a thousand dollars to not have to sing. It was awesome. They it ended was up on stage later that night of course. after a few more drinks. That's right. But <laughs> we had a blast and um, you know, it was a hardworking group. We all had little kids. Um, I think Heidi's daughter was in kindergarten maybe. And uh, Maggie was two and a half. Yeah. Jack, my son, was a year old. And we'd go in the double stroller and we'd be going like door to door through Logan Square asking for donations of food and uh, for, our, for this fundraiser. And um, people just responded. Yeah. And I'll never forget, we also had the I Have a Voice gallery there. Mm-hmm which was phenomenal. Huge, 30 feet uh, long, larger than life, celebrating our kids. That's amazing. Black and white photos that were just gorgeous. Yeah, so And amazing. the story of that photographer, Nancy, tell the story oh, of Thomas? that photographer. Yeah. It brought us to tears. Yeah, Thomas is just amazing. And he had been, I, I'm not sure which, there's so many stories with Thomas. When he was, are you talking about when he was um, photographing a family and they didn't allow, yes. they didn't, allow the family member that had autism in the picture because he would ruin their picture and it wasn't. So Thomas was like, I can get him in the picture and make a beautiful family photo. Like they didn't have their child with, with, with um, autism in the picture oh my God. because he would ruin. And Thomas, Thomas kind of made it his mission to always um, capture the beauty of every single person that he would photograph. Mm -hmm. And we built a gallery. Well, you've seen oh, the gallery, I've seen a 30 the gallery. foot gallery. I didn't know that story, though. Yeah, featuring um, individuals <clears throat> with Down syndrome. So, yeah, that was pretty amazing. And, and it's still out. traveling, you know, it's it's kind of beat up. It needs a little overhaul, as does a lot of things after 20 years of being yeah. around. <laughs> but 
It is an amazing piece. And I love the live band karaoke. That was something that made it even cooler because it wasn't like regular karaoke. It was live band oh, no. karaoke. Yeah. It was, it was a whole cool. other level. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say I've heard because I was seven or six when Gigi's first started. Uh, but I've seen so many of like the just different like fundraising initiatives that was that were done back then. Oh my gosh! I mean, which I Do you remember the pub loved. crawl? What somebody was sleeping in the sidewalk? Yeah, we got in trouble on some of them, but they. <laughs> I mean, we've you know. That's what I'm curious. We've about, cleaned up though, our act like, a little bit. How things have changed over the and this is a question. I mean, for yeah, for Missy or for you too, even Liz. Well, in the days of like how it used to be, like compared to now, where we've created this model that's allowed these playhouses to pop up, mm-hmm. as compared to like. Missy, when you were creating Chicago, there was no template. No, and for we how asked. It was no. get built. It we was asked permission like... for forgiveness, not permission. I mean, we just—I still to this day do that at times. But it was—we were out there. We were renegades. I'll tell you that we were doing anything that we could. And finally, our attorneys were like, "You can't do. You can't put those pictures of people passed out on the side. <laughs> our own people, moms that were—I don't know if you guys remember that. That was a funny one. But those are the things. But you know what? One thing that you said, Missy, when you talked about. When you walked through the Gigi's and you felt that hug, you felt the congratulations, that's still the something that every playhouse has yeah. been able to build. And that's what I love. So, yes, you felt it at Hoffman. You built it in Chicago. And then you helped yeah. bring it to Cleveland to do it again because yes. you can't be without it. Once you have that, you want uh, – every family should have to experience that. And I was talking about that earlier that people never forget the first time they walk into a playhouse. So, ever – they never forget that. People to this day come to me remembering their first time meeting me or meeting Gigi and everything around that day because everything changed for them. Their vision of Down syndrome changed. And so, yes. I mean, like, Liz, you're going to have this. In 50 years, someone's going to run into you and they're going to be like, I remember that first day, which is what I love about Gigi's. I love it. So yes. when you talked about that, congratulations. Now you've brought that congratulations that feeling, that hug you get when you walk in the door to every single Gigi's that you've touched so far. And every, I think, say all 57 locations bring that. It's that belief that people feel when they walk in, that celebration that there's, you know, this was built for you. Absolutely. And yes, that's, that's the feeling we wanted to create. And when we moved back to Ohio, my husband and I were both from Ohio. We had to go to Chicago to meet each other, but (laughs) we, uh, Moved back to the Buckeye State, and um, you know I'll never forget how much we missed Gigi's. It took several years <laughs> before I felt ready to tackle bringing a, a, a Gigi's Playhouse to Cleveland. Um, about six years, actually, and you know we had reached out to the local Down Syndrome Association and had participated in different events. But it wasn't Gigi's. It was not the same. And we didn't have that place to go mm-hmm. that we so missed. And one day, I was, um, I always would give out the calendars. I started laying the groundwork the day we moved back to Cleveland. And every year, I would buy calendars for all of Maggie's teachers, all of her therapists, anyone that touched her life. Still do. And I still do to this day. <laughs> Yes, and um, I started laying that groundwork back then. And then I found that people really responded to those beautiful photographs and stories. And they knew Gigi's. When I started talking about opening one, they knew all about it by then Mm -hmm. because I'd been telling them about it for years. (laughs) And one day, my son's director of his school, came to me and said, I'd I'd like to do something for the Down syndrome community and do something for the local Down syndrome association. I said, I can do you one better. Let's open a playhouse. (laughs) That's awesome. And we just, it started from there. The the churning in my gut never stopped. For the next couple of years, I just kept moving forward. And um, yeah, by July, I had July of 2014, I had the startup committee. It wasn't a startup committee. It was just an informational meeting. And um, we had like 20 people show up and it was phenomenal. It was a great roundtable discussion and um, presenting of GGs. And I had hugs and mugs, you know, swag on the tables. And by the way, I love this. Thank you so much. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. 
awesome. <laughs> and um, something extra mug. You know, people were ready for something. They were ready for something new, and they jumped on board with me, and um, we just started chugging away. And thank God for Kim Hannah. Uh, she she had the playbook. You guys had the playbook by then. Totally. And uh, she really gave us the guidance we needed to get the playhouse up and running. And, uh, you know, we, I think within three months, we had a meet and greet uh, to bring the community together to learn more about GGs. Two months later, we had uh, a, our first fundraiser with Rob Snow. Yes. Of course, you had yep. on Guessing not too long guess. ago. Yes. And um, yeah, Rob Snow and the Upside of Downs were strong partners with GGs and, you know, still are. Um, but they, at that early time, Rob was a part of getting us off the ground and really so supporting awesome. us. And uh, in multiple fundraisers, he helped out in different ways. And uh, I'll, I'll be eternally grateful to he and Ellen oh for gosh. that. Yeah, um, I remember that opening. That opening was unbelievable. Gigi and I drove out that morning, and the truck was with us. Yeah, remember? So we got our our fifty two foot semi was with us. So Gigi and mm -hmm. I, they we weren't driving together. We were right. in a different car. But remember mm -hmm. that? And I remember I get to your location, mm -hmm. and I I had never been there, so I have no idea. I'm like, what the hell? This is amazing you are like main street usa starbucks across the street the library like you guys are in the heart in the yeah. center of town i was like oh my god this is amazing and then we had the truck drive down in front of you guys that's when liz did the famous cheerleading kick that i'm never gonna forget <laughs> it was the most amazing celebratory like I will never, ever forget that truck driving down and just the celebration that ensued after that and then the opening and cutting the ribbon and all of the amazing people that were there literally in the in the middle of town. Like, it, it was such a cool location where you guys are. You are right in the heart of everything, and it's such an amazing location. You've been there. You've been to the Cleveland location. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is so yeah. beyond awesome. And now look at you guys today. Like, Liz and, and Liz – Sister, seriously, what she does in the schools, what she, yeah, was the best thing you could ever, I mean, like, what she does in the schools, what you guys do with Gen G, I mean, in your community, you are such leaders for the Gigi's teams all over the world, because what you guys do is, is so amazing, so tell us about what you do, girl. Yeah, well, I, um, you, when you talk about remembering your first time coming, walking to the Playhouse, and I'll never forget that, um, you know, everybody has a story on, on what brought them here. And and I remember um, I was at home with Addie for two years after working at an alternative education setting. And a friend had told me about Gigi's. And I remember I was so excited about this. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back into it. Let's do this. I can't wait. This is right up my alley. I have always had a heart for people with Down syndrome. I've always had a heart for the mission for just advocating for every single person. And um, I remember walking through the doors uh, for the interview and they were still putting stuff up, Nancy. Like the, the kitchen cabinets were being put in. The stage was still being built. And I walked into this place and instantly I was moved to tears because I knew something special was going to go on here. And I remember meeting with uh, Megan and Susie and Emily in the interview and um, telling them that if, even if you don't choose me for this role, I'm going to be a big part of this right now. <laughs> no matter what. I can't leave now that I've walked through this, these doors. That's... And I remember going home and, and Nick asked me how the interview went. I'm like, it was great. I cried. Like, oh, <laughs> <I can't> cry. <laughs> to have that moment, like, I feel like every one of us, we, you, you three, you two, Gigi, you yourself, as you've heard, and Nancy, you made every playhouse become an impactful walkthrough, no matter who you are. Oh. No matter, I walk through these doors not having anybody in my family with Down syndrome, not having any loved one with Down syndrome. And my family is 
countless. I have, like it's our Gigi's family. I have totally. countless sisters and brothers totally. and family members that have Down syndrome, all because of what you have done and because I walked through those doors. So it's been so impactful. And to see the growth, not just that Gigi's Cleveland has had, but every person that's walked through our doors here uh, in these seven years and my growth as well, too, from site coordinator to director, we there's goals. There's bigger goals that we have um, for myself, for our team, now bringing our amazing Mary onto our team officially as an operations manager. But we all have goals. And, you know, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that that empowerment that you worked on creating from the very beginning, that that empowerment is not just with our friends with Down syndrome, not just for them. It's for every single person that walks through the doors. Oh my gosh. Whether you're a volunteer or donor community member, everybody's empowered to be their best of all, to to make that conscious decision to be better every day. Oh my God. So true. Like I literally just said the exact, that exact thing earlier today. Like this isn't just about the individual with Down syndrome. It's anybody who walks in the doors. Everybody has changed. Everybody's empowered and everybody grows. I think that's the most important thing. Everybody grows. So true. And, and Liz, I love your story, especially because you're not like a parent of anyone with Down syndrome. You're just, you know, an advocate and someone who just really wants to help make change and create a better world for people. Um, so can you tell me and, and just us a little bit about, you know, how you found that path? And, and I know that you were doing work previously, but like originally how you found that path sure. and wanted you to help people. Yep. So not many people know that when I was in a school age, when I was in third grade, um, even before that, I had a pretty impactful stutter. I couldn't speak. I, 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 it was frustrating. I would go to try to speak. I still have that stutter. You may catch me with it. The more, the more you are around me, the more time you spend around me, the more you see it. But it was so impactful that I'll never forget. I was in third grade doing an oral book report on Charlotte's Web, and I had to get up in front of the class. There was a wood podium, and I could still tell you what that wood grain felt like on my thumbs because I was rubbing it oh. so hard because I couldn't get through those words. I didn't make it through that first paragraph without the laughter and being made fun of. And I look back now as having an education background um, and and having classrooms myself and going, teacher, why did how, how did you allow that to happen, number right. one? But okay, it happened. Or that's, it happened. So going through that, getting connected with a speech-language pathologist who I still have a great relationship to this day, oh. still keep in touch with her. She's enjoying retired life down in North Carolina. <laughs> but to see the impact and to spend time with her and learning the different... Um, um, just everything, understanding why it happens and understanding how to work through it, building my thesaurus in my head on other words I can say, because yes. certain words would, or certain consonants would hang me up. But having that, being empowered by her and my parents and seeing what that went through, you know, something that came, that comes so easy for so many people speaking, like, how are you able to do that without getting stuck on these consonants? I don't know. I don't know how they do that. So, getting a glimpse of that in my life, in my childhood, on if you would have told me as a school ager or even in middle school that I would grow up and speak on behalf and for everybody in front of hundreds of people in front of whoever will listen, I would have called you nuts. But God doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called. Right. So, if I'm called to do this, He's going to equip me. So. Because of my stutter, I get to speak up. I get to speak and spread this message, this mission that you've created, that Missy came to Cleveland to create. And what an honor it is for me to use that and use what I've experienced to advocate for them. Now, when I tell people that part of my mission is to advocate for them, now it's to advocate for them and to speak for them right now because they're learning Gigi, you know that. Yep. They're learning that they can advocate for themselves. You're going to now speak up for yourself as you have been doing and you're able to do and to see that impact. So whether you're, you know, from that prenatal diagnosis, enabling, empowering the parents all the way through our adulthood, all of our adults with Down syndrome, really driving that message home. What does that look like? And hey, community members, you can be a part of that too. So I'm so thankful that something that 
was so frustrating and and kept me Hurtful. the obstacles yeah. were yeah. tenfold um because of what i went through i'm able to now use that and and to serve the sound senior community and to give a voice to so many others and like i think with with liz especially the way that you are able to attract and retain volunteers is truly a gift from god i mean people meet you they come into your playhouse they are instantly they are all in and they are going to they are with you for life you know they they yeah. become best friends to not yeah. only to your team to the individuals with down syndrome to the other volunteers you have created such a family feeling there that People don't leave. You know, these volunteers, so many times you cycle through so many volunteers. And a lot of times you're going to, whether it's a university that might come in or a school and they, you know, they're, they move or whatever it is. But your volunteers are so loyal to you and so proud to be a part of Gigi's Playhouse. It's just amazing. And it's an incredible testimony to you and obviously your leadership at that Playhouse and what you've been able to do and, and how you continue to build and inspire and empower others. It's really cool. It's really cool. Thank you. I have a question for Liz. Oh, you do? Okay. I saw her write notes over there. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is so, okay, yeah. Just hey, Liz. ask it, Gigi. Get close. Yes, ma'am. Who, who is your, who's your favorite, me or my mom? Oh, mm -hmm. who's your, <laughs> we're both looking at you, girl. <laughs> that, Why don't you, know, you answer that, that question? That is tough. I don't know. I, I consider you both like best friend material. So I, yeah, I don't know. That's it depends a, on the day of the week. Yes, right? <laughs> we'll take turns. Yeah, you, you can we'll take turns. Jeej, today Mom you're my favorite. Oh, did you hear that? Jeej, <laughs> today you're my favorite. Yay, I'm a favorite. <laughs> That's all she needed to hear. That's all. That's all she needed. Yep. <laughs> Mommy's <laughs> out. I'm in. That's it. <laughs> she, she heard nothing else except for that but you're her favorite. she loves me. I know she does. Oh, but again, I, that is the feeling you give you, to people. Gigi. Yes. You were so loved in Cleveland, Gigi. She knows so loved. that. Well, she knows nowhere. that. She asks all the time, and we have to get there. For my, for, oh, for, for Cleveland? For Cleveland, yes. Oh. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's really a testament to you guys. I mean, what you guys have created in that town based off of just both mm -hmm. of you guys being so, it, it's just so obvious and abundant. It, you guys just have mm -hmm. an, an abundance of love and, and advocacy and just wanting to show the world um, and giving that voice. And I, I, and you know, just being a person who knows the Cleveland team and just yeah. being able to see what you guys have, like you were saying, the retention rate when it comes to the people that you have there, like you've created a family. Yeah. And and if there's any playhouses listening to this right now, and, and or anyone that wants to start up a playhouse, I mean, like you guys are a beautiful example to look at. Yeah. Um, and Especially, say this is what we need to try to replicate when it comes to being able to create yeah. a community in your town community. and in the building. Yeah. She goes when she speaks at the schools, and the stuff that you do at the schools is that to me is really impactful because that's where our kids are. You know, they they they're not with the other kids in class. A lot of times they're in a separate area, but it's it's the youth that we need to teach mm -hmm. and to show and to get them to the playhouse to come in and see. Individuals with Down syndrome, meet our kids, see what they're all about, understand yes. what Down syndrome is, yes. you know? And they have an amazing youth board here. Amazing youth board. Yes. It's incredible. Those those high schoolers are here and they are seeing our kids and they are participating with them and they That's want awesome. to be here and want to be with them. And it's it's heartwarming to see. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter is seen it firsthand and loves coming to Teen Tastic and loves to be here for Gigi Fit. And it's because of the volunteers totally that are here. And I just yeah. can't say enough about how things have turned out. I mean hiring Liz was a home run. Totally. And I mean it was the best decision our group ever made. 100%. <laughs> please stay with us yeah. forever. <laughs> She's not allowed to leave. You're going nowhere, ever. But that that is that family that you guys have built. And that's what Gigi, did you want to ask if, about their message? Yeah. I know that she was, you had, did you have another, any more notes? She keeps taking notes over there. It scares me. I'm not making well, She had this one too. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm going to do that one. Okay. I love it. Liz, what is your favorite part about Down syndrome? Oh, good question. My favorite part about Down syndrome is 
for the diagnosis that my friends have is that I, it, it's opened not just my eyes through the years and has made me a better person, but it's had a ripple effect on my entire family from Nick to Aiden and Addie. I mean, I'm saying their names and you know that. Totally. Like my family's all in. My my mom who makes the quilts for our new families and um, our, for our brew house, every, like it's, it's a ripple effect. And so to see the impact that having so anytime I go and speak to and share this message with anybody, um, especially adults, when I tell them that if you don't know anybody in your life, you don't have a friend in your life who has Down syndrome, you need to come to Gigi's and you need to have a friend with Down syndrome because you're missing out entirely. There is something that is, um, we all know that there's something extra. I'm preaching to the choir. Magical. Right yes. When yes. you have those friends in your life, you are instantly a better person. You and and it's because what they expect out of you, it's what um, whether it's it's working through obstacles. It's um, like Aaron and I say all the time, and even Mary, when when we work out with um, our friends here, they're like we have the best. You're like we 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 don't give up. We our workouts are that much better, that much stronger because there's that level of. Uh, you got this. I, you know, you can get through that. Like it, it is like truly are the best friends. So there's that extra that um, make them the best friends. We, ha I literally, we have the best friends, and it's not. Yeah. We, I don't like, like. We yes, our participants, but so many of them, especially our adults, they're they're some of my best friends. Totally. I've always said that they're sent here to teach and to love. And you don't even yeah. realize how badly you need them until you're not around in it. You know, and then you're yeah. like, when I sometimes like if I'm ever away from it, which isn't very often because like my mini me is with me all the time, mm -hmm. but you, you miss it. You don't see the little things that are, is so beautiful in this world that they bring yeah. to it every yeah. single day, every single day. Yeah. yeah. Missy, yeah. do you want to answer that question? Yeah, I, my dad always says, you know, if everyone in this world were like a Maggie or a Gigi, we wouldn't have the problems in this world that we have. So true. They right. would be open-hearted and honest, sometimes refreshingly honest. Yes. Refreshingly honest. But, yeah. but still an open book. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's what I think is beautiful about Down syndrome is that our individuals with Down syndrome are open books and we just need to read them and learn from them totally. and grow with them and give them the voice that they need when they don't have it yet. But like Liz said, I mean, learning to self-advocate, I mean, Maggie started to do this and it's, it's wonderful to see um, her speaking up for herself. And asking for things that she needs when I'm not there, because I'm not going to be there forever. And she'll need to be able to speak up for herself. Right. And it's just amazing to see the growth in the Playhouse and over the years that Maggie's been here. And of course, got a great start in Hoffman Estates um, in Chicago. And it's just, I just want to keep seeing that happen for generations to come absolutely i just can't wait to see what's next for Gigi's. i know well and th th what i really love is like Gigi's gets our individuals ready for the world but is the world ready for them that is still the yeah. job that we are working on every single day and we have to because the world is not ready the opportunities are not out there that our kids should have dei is you know all the diversity equity inclusion seems to go to other things and not the disability area so there's so many important things that we need to be doing and i'm so grateful that i've got you two in cleveland and that whole team making it happen because we love you so much we couldn't do this without you i mean who gives you know who changes the world with free programs, gives everything away for free. Like what we do, you guys, is pretty miraculous. And the fact we're 20 years later, still doing it, 99% volunteer run and everything free, never charging a dime to our families, going out speaking to the public, like all the stuff that we do is so incredible that 20 years later, we're still doing it. We can't do it without people like you. So I'm so beyond grateful. 
And I know Jeej has one more question for you. One. I was ready to ask it. That one right there. Oh. If you had one message to, to the world, what would it be? If you had one message to the world, I just, girls, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> Chase your dreams. Ooh, good one. Chase your dreams actively. Chase if you have dreams. a dream, don't just think about it. Start acting on it. Set goals and get anyone who can help you to help you to achieve those goals. It's it's something that you have to work on. It, it won't just come. Yep. Um, opening a playhouse was a huge goal of mine. And I had to convince a lot of people <laughs> to give us their money. And you did it twice. Donations of food and toys and furniture. Mm -hmm. um, but it was easy to do when you have a passion for it. Right. When you believe in something, you can you can do things you didn't think you could ever do. Totally. I never thought I could be in sales, and I was in sales. <laughs> it happens, <laughs> you know. Yep. It, it you become a salesperson, and you're you're selling dreams oh, and awesome. um, futures mm -hmm. of individuals with Down syndrome and making it possible for them to get out in the workforce and be a part of the community. It's what we do here is just the beginning. It's what they go out into the community and do with that information and with that those skill sets that we instill at Gigi's and take it into the community and show the world what we can do. Totally. That's that's what it's all about. I love it. That's so much selling Chasing dreams. dreams. Yeah, I love it. And selling dreams and selling futures. I love it. Mm -hmm. Liz? Yeah, I would, you know, I would I would challenge anybody that um, hasn't stepped foot into a Gigi's Playhouse or hasn't uh, um, had the honor of um, having a friend with Down syndrome to, um, to do that, to, to not be afraid of... Um, of the unknown, mm -hmm. to not be afraid to um, make that step forward. You know, we talked earlier about that first step through the doors. Mm -hmm. I think that first step through the doors applies to everyone. I've had volunteers and community members say, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't totally. sure um, how to talk to them. I wasn't sure what that would look like. I'm so glad I did because my life is better for it. So. Um, in whatever capacity, whether you're a, um, you know, you work at Starbucks, your mom or dad raising children um, during these times, a, a teacher, educator, professional, no matter who you are, there is a difference that you can make. There is a difference, or your life can can change um, in the most amazing ways when you uh, become a part of any Gigi's Playhouse and, and um, that that I think that would be my biggest challenge. That would be my one message. That's that, awesome. Uh, you're you're missing out, and your life is um, is going to just your everything in your all the positivity in your life is going to multiply. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't that's agree more. Probably my message as well. Right. The same thing is is don't don't be afraid of the unknown. Just, I like that. Yeah, just step into it. I mean, I think that every single person that I've ever met that has talked about Down syndrome, disabilities, GG's Playhouse, things like that, um, have always said it's it's taken that first step mm -hmm. and allowing that exposure to happen. Because, right. I mean, you know, I preach this all the time. Is that I think the key to um, acceptance is is, is through understanding and exposure. Totally. I think that it's really hard to um, really be able to accept someone without knowing them. Um, obviously, you could, you know, say, like, I accept – like, I – think anyone can do that but I think when it comes to like truly accepting someone for who you are you have to really understand them mm -hmm. and I think that that's a challenge for people and I think if they just you know take it upon themselves to challenge themselves and go out there and just be able yeah. to just ha create interactions and just because like Liz like you said something that I've always seen is people with um, that are they've never interacted with someone with a disability before they don't necessarily know how to so right. they just right. decide not to because they yeah. never really had that opportunity and I think if you take that chance to just say say hi to someone, if you just walk down the street, just you see someone walk with Down syndrome, just give them a fist bump totally. or just say hi. Like, it just makes a difference because you could see in their face that you saw them. 
Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's yeah. that's the big thing is that when you see that you're like, okay, like they see me, I see they see that I see them. And I think it changes a person's perspective immediately. Totally. I like as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about, you know, people who have mentors. You know, those are the people you look up to. Individuals with Down syndrome should be the mentors. It should be a way for you to learn about people. It shouldn't always have to be somebody who's elevated so high above you. It could be someone who's right next to you. You know, think yeah. about them right. as a different type of mentor, a mentor for your soul, you know, mm -hmm. not a mentor for success and I need to get here, but a mentor for your heart. And I think that, that um, that's really valuable it hearing you guys say that. When we had that episode with Aaron Shust, yeah. We talked about I see Down syndrome as a window into the divine. Yes. And seeing mm. them is just this. That's good. beautiful. And, yeah. And I think that that's what that is, that they're those mentors that, you know, allow you to see differently yes. on the world. Yes. And see through that window into, you know, something special. Yep. Well, wow. and that's something that I share, too. When I when I go and, and, and speak, no matter who the audience is, if you give me, you know, a school and of, of children and I have all the educators, all the teachers there too, and the administrators. And, and we talk about, you know, when, when you're, when you're at target in the aisle and, and you see somebody um, who looks different from you, or you see that there is a diagnosis or there may be a disability, you know, um, what does that look like? And moms and dads, when, I, I can't stress this message enough. You know, when your little one who's three or four or five asks you, you know, what's different about them, or it may come out as what's wrong with them, that is your open door to not just say, oh, sh you know, come on, let's keep walking. Because moms and dads, our moms and dads see you and they hear you, they hear the whispers, they hear mm -hmm. that. So don't whisper, say, there's nothing wrong with them. In fact, there's so much greatness about them. Yeah. Let's go say hi and take that opportunity yes. to go up because Maggie's mom is going to want you to. Um, James's mom, Lael's mom, every mom and dad is going to want you. You know, it's almost like they're like, please come and see this. And when you stop and you take that moment to say, you know, hey, what, you know, I, I like your pink shirt or, you know, um, you know, what are you doing there? What did you, where are you, what are you buying? It, it now you have now modeled and mentored to your child. Broken down a wall. You don't need to be doing that any differently. So I always love to challenge people when I go out and speak, you know, that, that whether it's the children or the adults that, you know, find somebody, whether it's one of our friends um, in a wheelchair or mm -hmm. um, something that you may not have noticed before and you want to quickly go by, no. Stop and wave hi, even if you yeah. don't know what to say. Smile and wave hi, because like you said, that goes such a long way. And I love it too because I'll be at one of my kids' baseball games, and the kids come up to me and say, "Mrs. Maxwell, you came and, and spoke. I went and said hi to somebody, or better yet, oh. my daughter's baseball team brings over one of the, one of the other girls' baseball team or one of the other players who has her younger sister comes here, and they're now in our huddle." And we're not just saying one, two, three, go Jays. We're saying one, two, three, go Leia. Oh, like, right. Like, like the parents everywhere. Like that's what we want to cultivate here. That's that energy that only Gigi's provides. Okay, maybe not only Gigi's, but <laughs> that's what Gigi's provides. Is that you know, hey, when we when we have a moment, when we have an experience, who who do I need to just recognize? Hey, I see you. Like you said, yeah. That I see you can just be a wave, but. It's life-changing. It's life-changing life for these families. Yep. And it shouldn't be that way, but let's start changing it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So well said. And that leads us into your something extra. So, girl, you just, I, I think you just showed your little something extra. You know, this called a little something extra. What's your superpower? What drives you every single day? Your passion, to me, that was like, there's your something extra. Changing lives. But I still have to ask the question, what is your something extra, girl? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I've seen the impact of what it feels like to be empowered. I've had people in my corner, from my parents to my speech language pathologist to teachers, everybody, coaches, holy smokes, my coaches in my life, my softball coach in my high school, everybody has been, has empowered me. That's so crazy. I know that impact of what it feels like. And anytime I can share with somebody and have them recall who in your life has empowered you 
whether it's the eighth graders that were here a couple of weeks ago or whoever it might be coming through the doors and, and being able to recognize, you know what, it feels good to be empowered. I, I, I would say, I don't know, like having really being able to have other people see the impact of being empowered that I, no matter who you are, you can be empowered yes. to change lives and to be impacted. So, um, that is your superpower is, is empowering girl. Like that is what you do. That is your superpower and you don't even know it. So that, and that is the thing with people's superpower. They don't always even know that they have it. I heard right. it in your voice. You empower people to be the best that they can be. And that, that truly is your, I mean, it, that, that is, that is what you do. That is your superpower. You're a rock star. We love you. Thank you. Missy. Missy. Superpower yeah. girl? Well, this is a tough one. I had to think about this a lot. And I believe my superpower really came out when I became a parent. I agree. And yeah. I used my firstborn. And uh, it just came out in me. I just wanted the world for her. I wanted everything to be as positive for her as it would be for my son who would come after her 18 months later. And... I wanted to make a difference. And I think having that passion to make a difference is what has driven that you. Is my superpower. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's driven you to open three, to two playhouses. Convince people of, you know, convince people of what I think Maggie needs the most or what my son needs the most or what my parents that are aging need the most, you know, that, you know, being able to convince people to help us better the situation, whatever it may be. Yeah, you're, that's, awesome. I think that's, you're a change maker. That's awesome. That's what it is. I think it's- Thank you. Well, two playhouses, girl, you got, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And I know you're not moving again, or it would be three. Not to mention- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, just the way that you've Perfect. been able to change lives and now two different places, and then also with your families and everyone that's around them. I mean, like, that's just, you know, a testament to the person you are and, yeah, what your your little something extra is. Yep. I think both of you guys got uh, just a lot of extra to bring to this world. And that's, that really is going to just be impactful and, you know, making this place, world a better place. Yep. For the uh, future. You're getting, the, you're getting the eye, Franco. I know, I she's trying. She's, I think she's got some tips she wants to she go does. over with us. And I think they're pretty relatable to the conversation that we've been having. Right? Are they? All right. Let's, let me hear All them. Right. Let's hear it then. What you got, girl? Here are my tips. Woo! Uh, loving others. Oh, tips on loving others. Love people for who they are. Give them a big hug. Be real with them. Don't be fake. Show your support in everything they do. Be there for them even if times get tough. Always remind them how much you love them. And those are my tips on loving others. Woo! I like those tips, Gigi. Those are really great. Those are good tips. I would sing it. Should I sing it? Should we all sing it? No, we can't. We know we can't. <laughs> Usually she says no, don't sing it. This time she now called me like, out. I'm like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for everything you do in Cleveland, for what you did in Chicago, for being the people that you are, Liz, for for stepping up in your community. That what you're doing with your youth board, with your community, with everybody in the whole Cleveland area, we are so grateful to you guys you are mentors to all the playhouses across the country and what you are all doing and we're so grateful to both of you guys thank you so much for being on a little something extra 20th year anniversary special whoop, whoop. we're gonna hit them all i'm so excited and it was so awesome being with number 28 number, number 28. 28 i remember and leaving number, you and guys number three yes 28 time. Oh, yeah, and number three. The founder of this. Yes. Yeah. 28 and three. And then I remember leaving you guys the next day, and Gigi and I are driving in the rain. It was pouring rain. And it was actually we left that night because we had to be in Fort Wayne for their opening. Yeah. And yeah. we were driving. And as I was driving, I was passing the Gigi's truck. And it was like, mm -hmm. I, you know, in the rain, trying to take a picture. Not good with her sitting in the back seat. I just was like, it was such a surreal moment because I was with you guys all day, and you were so 
special, so magical. Like, I couldn't believe what you had done. And now I was on my way to another community of change makers that were about to do the same thing. And I'm passing my semi, my 52-foot semi on the way. Like, it was like, what is God trying to do to me right now? Like, it was such an incredible moment. I'm never going to forget um, any of that and the way that you guys made me feel at your opening when I left that opening whenever I think about Liz you given that kick it's just it's that same passion that was the first time I met her in person and it was that same passion is with her ever since then how many years can later so it? can she do it right now oh my gosh <laughs> I think she spot. might do well does she have room <laughs> here it goes okay here it goes Okay, she's oh. she's got this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and down she goes. <laughs> oh my god! You just made pants. my day, yeah. girl. Oh my god, I love you guys so much. Thank you for being change makers. No, that will absolutely stay in. That will not be cut out. Oh, and in the trailer for the episode, too. Oh, yeah, that will be part of the trailer. Oh, we love you guys so much. Thanks for keeping changing the world, helping us change the world. All the locations in the world's watching you. We love you guys. Thank you for being here. Everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. For those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org.